0: I was a bit of a worrier, so I'd lost a lot of sleep and and worry about the what-ifs. A lot of them never, ever happened, but you'd feel pretty rotten. I'm not sure how we'd have got through some of these things if God hadn't been a part of our
1: lives. This is Messages of Hope, and I'm Richard Fox. As we move closer towards minimal restrictions with the coronavirus, there's still a lot of uncertainty. Will the disease take off again? Will it get out of control? How will the rollback of government support affect me? What will end up happening when things like JobKeeper and JobSeeker end? How much of life will really get back to normal? It can leave you wondering, how do I get through this? And where should I place my trust? Trevor grew up in rural South Australia and managed his own farm of sheep, cows and cereal crops. He knows the heartache of losing a healthy crop at the last minute due to unpredictable weather. How worry and anxiety can play on your mind and add even more stress to challenging situations. At the age of 39 he had a major life change, leaving the farm and becoming a pastor. Learning a whole new set of skills and moving from one community to another, supporting people in all kinds of difficult situations. Plenty of uncertainty there. Trevor is retired now and I was interested to find out the part God played in the ups and downs of his life and why he felt he could trust God to get him through. So Trevor, tell us how did you first encounter God in your life?
0: I guess it was on the farm that, that I came to, well, I probably never questioned uh, that God was around the place because the changing of the seasons and all that it just happened and, and I thought he was in control sort of thing. and. Uh, I guess going back over the years, the first thing I can remember about Jesus was as, a, as probably about a three-year-old being with my mum in the cow shed and there was this thunderstorm and her singing, Jesus loves me. I, that's the first thing I remember about Jesus. Uh, I've come to believe that farmers are eternal optimists. Of course, they've got incredible faith. And, and I guess that you're relying on, yeah, I'd say on God's hand. You're relying on the seasons um, a lot in farming. And I think you rely on trust much more when things are tough. We went through a t- few tough times on the farm. We had a mortgage and, and land prices went down a bit and, and we had a couple of really tough seasons. And I think that's where we learnt what trust was about. There was a couple of seasons through drier seasons that were a bit tough. But there was also a season where we had really good crops looking as good as I'd had and then within weeks we'd virtually lost them through rust. And that was really tough pretty rotten, you know, that, that it's almost like you, the bottom of your, the pit of your stomach, you know, you, you kind of, I was a bit of a worrier, so I'd lost a lot of sleep and, and worry about the what-ifs. A lot of them never, ever happened, but the what-ifs. And, and so you'd feel pretty, pretty rotten. But we discovered that it was probably through the tough times, you know, we got through better than, than some of the good seasons. And it was just incredible. Uh, so
1: how do you explain that?
0: I, I don't know. I I, I I can't explain it. It was just that we sent. I think sometimes when there was a good season, you tend to think, oh, I've got a bit of money to spend, so I'll buy this and that. So we we're a bit more careful. And I think that when things were tough, we knew that it was out of our hands. And so we, you know, you'd pray and you'd I think you would relied and, and, and just relied on God more to, to, to get you through. I'm not sure how we'd have got through some of these things without, if God hadn't been a part of our lives.
1: Uh. Another time you had to rely heavily on God was when your younger sister Kay lost her life to cancer at the age of 31.
0: That was a pretty tough time and a time where I really felt him near because my sister Kay had asked whether I'd take the funeral address She said, I I want my friends to know what I believed in, who I believed in. I want want it to be a gutsy thing. And I said, foolishly, I think, at the time, I said, yes, that I'd do it. And I'd written the address the day before. And uh, that night I woke up about one o'clock and I just couldn't sleep. And I had this thing going through my head, I can't do this. I'll make an absolute fool of myself or others too. And I was focusing on John 14. That's what she'd chosen. Trust in God, trust also in me, Jesus had said. And and I said to God, look, I want to trust you, but I'm really struggling at this time. I don't think I can manage this. And these words kept coming into my head, just, I don't, it wasn't in a loud voice, just trust me, trust me. And I said, I want to trust you, but I'm really struggling to, because I don't think I can. And the words went on, trust me, trust me. Then they got a bit louder and said, you trust me. I've written this message, and I'm going to deliver it. so you trust me. and I said, Well, God, I don't know whether that's you or who it is, but if it's you, I've never asked for anything like this, but I haven't slept for about three hours now if 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 that's you, let me go to sleep. And I can't remember a single thing after that moment. It seems to me I went instantly to sleep and and I felt really really at peace about the whole thing. And the next day, the address was delivered. And so I believe he was there. He was the one that made that possible.
1: You're listening to Messages of Hope. And today I'm talking with Trevor Keller about trusting God. So Trevor, it seems that talking with God has been an important part of learning to trust him. Can you describe for us what's actually happening in those conversations that are commonly described as praying?
0: There are a lot of mysteries about prayer. There's a lot of unanswered questions about prayer. But I think, no, I don't just think. I know prayer is a very important part of our, our relationship with God, with Jesus. And I don't know, I mean, there's unanswered prayer and, and um, I think God always answers. It's yes, no, wait a while. And it seems to me that wait a while seems to be the, the most common thing. But, you know, he's he's, he's invited to, to ask and seek and knock. And even though there's mysteries, I believe that we should take him at his word and keep asking him and sharing with him. You know, when I know as a kid, I never had any problems going and asking my dad for things. When I was a teenager, I used to go and ask him whether I could use the car and he'd I'd say yes or no. And I never really worried about whether it was right to ask him or whether it's not. So I think, I think we can take everything to God in prayer. But I think it's as much for our benefit as it is for God. He wants us to grow in that relationship and prayer is part of that relationship and and sometimes I think we think it's about asking, but i have discovered in the latter years or even during this last year that it's not about so much about our asking, but the company we keep. It's about keeping company with him, spending time with him, and perhaps not even talking to him, but listening to him uh, that, that's important. And I think it's through those times that we might necessarily get the answer that we might like but we get an answer that brings us some peace or, or whatever,
1: you know. You mentioned listening to for God's voice in prayer. That can seem a bit vague for many people. What, what does it mean for you in practical, concrete terms?
0: I think sometimes that as we spend time just quietly trying to block out those other things that are going on in our mind that I believe he speaks to us through his words. Sometimes we might have read something and something will just pop out. And I don't think that's an accident. I think he's speaking to us. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard God's voice booming, but, you know, there's a still small voice sometimes. And I had a time recently where I was just quietly sitting, praying with God, and something inside of me said, look, go out into the garden and I think I'd been asking God at that time where he was. It was a bit of a tough moment and I was just asking him where he was. I was just sitting quietly and sort of something said, go out and sit in the garden. So I went out and sat on a seat in the garden and something inside said, look up, look up at the life. And I looked up and I said, well, I can't see any life. All I can see is some gum trees and a beautiful sunny day. And something inside said, well, look at the birds. I couldn't see any birds and within moments... There were been twenty or thirty birds I just saw above me. Now, some people might say, "Oh, I'm mad," but I think it was God was saying, "I'm here." You know, there's life all around you, so get up and live your life. Don't be weighed down by things that might be on your mind. Uh, I think I'm learning to to listen to that still small voice that speaks to my conscience and heart much more than I have. Still a bit hard to trust sometimes, but trust is taking that step forward, I suppose, and believing uh, that that God's there.
1: Earlier in the program, you talked about an early memory of being with your mum in the cow shed. Now, there's an interesting twist to that story. Would you mind sharing that with us?
0: It is. I guess that that's my first recollection of Jesus, my mum singing Jesus Loves Me. and Now my mum is in a home. Uh, she has dementia, and uh, it's, we struggle to get some, some recognition from her. But uh, the thing that uh, we do now She sang Jesus Loves Me to me as a child. I sing Jesus Loves Me to her now as my mum. And uh, it's as we sing this song that you get some recognition and some response from her too. So Jesus Loves Me has turned a full circle. Uh, The really special thing is that it's those things that she learnt when she was younger, like Jesus loves me, like the Lord's Prayer. We can say the creed with her and pray with her, and she wants you to do that, so that's really special. And I think that Jesus loves me. I'll always remember it was in the time of a thunderstorm, and that's one thing that I often think of, you know, in the storms of life, Jesus loves me. I know, because the Bible tells me so.
1: You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For free PDFs, videos, and podcasts about finding encouragement when the future looks uncertain, go to messagesofhope.org.au. That's messagesofhope.org.au. Or for a free booklet, call us on 1800 353 350. That's 1800 353 350. I'm Richard Fox. I hope you can join us again next week for another Message of Hope real hope to cope with life's challenges.